but no, nah, he's he's all throughout season two, uh, season two of Daredevil. Hey guys, uh, if you're just turning in, uh, you have now reached episode six of the Ronnie and Markel Make a Podcast. Markel and uh, Ronnie. We are still here, of course. Wait, did I say Markel and Ronnie or Ronnie and Markel? Ronnie and Markel, Markel and Ronnie, doesn't matter. Uh, it's, it, in other words, this sounds corny, but we're making another podcast. That's Yay. right. No pun intended. Actually, sitting here, we were looking at uh, trailers that have come out. Uh, we got a lot to talk about since this is the New York Comic Con episode. Um, no, so New York Comic Con edition. Edition. Oh, okay. The Ronnie and Markel make a podcast. That's right. Um, so pretty much what uh, we were just talking about was the uh, Punisher trailer. And Ronnie is uh, one of very few people who have not seen the second season of Daredevil. Yeah, he I got to catch up. He did not get a chance to see the awesome action that Punisher performed. Mr. Uh, John Barenthal, uh, from anyone who remembers the amazing fight he had between... Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Kingpin and him, which was like one of the realest fights around. Oh, he uh, fought Kingpin. Yes. Oh shit! Fucking I didn't straight, no I spoilers. That. Sorry, but that's that shit was awesome because like it was a straight up dude fight. Like Frank, uh, I remember Punisher. Uh, Punisher uh, was there. This, this is really old school, but was it like a like a fucking street alley fight? Remember in uh, what's that movie? Roddy 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 Piper. Uh, they, oh, they live. Yeah, they yeah, live yeah. when him and the, and the black guy in the alleyway were literally beating the shit out of each it other. Was, it was similar to that. I think that's a really great pull in terms of uh, film film history, but that is a great pull because basically what happened is like you have uh, Frank Castle and he's in chains because he's in prison and Kingpin has taken over the prison because he's fucking awesome. Because he's the Kingpin. Um, and the, his guards are there and they want to come in and Kingpin says no. This man, like, deserves, you know, he wants a piece of me. He deserves a piece of me. Like, take the cuffs off of him. Like, wait, like, what? Like, yeah, you, you two just, and he ran over there, hooked the shit wait, out of him. Wait, why is the Punisher in jail? See, yeah, see, I got a lot, gotta lot, watch lot to exactly. catch up on. You got to watch what's going on, but it's, it's freaking amazing. Um, but, yeah, we were actually bringing up the Punisher because we were talking about trailers. And one of the trailers that dropped not too long ago for a show that's coming up that we're both looking forward to is Punisher's own separate series. Now, anybody who knows like comic lore or uh, live action uh, history, uh, this is the third time we've seen the Punisher. We had Dolph Lundgren, we have Dolph Thomas, Lundgren Jane. Thomas Jane. And, oh, uh, no, Fourth. I'm sorry. Uh, fourth, because we've got that wonderful fucking um, Punisher War Journal. That that one, you remember? Punish. Oh, Warzone. Warzone, yeah, that one. Oh, I yeah, what yeah. What that actor's name Holy is. Holy shit, that yeah. one, that it's, scene where he punched the guy in the face and literally yeah, she, breaks his <laughs> whole face. Fucking caves that shit in. Um, yeah, that's it. so. That's the kind of uh, hardcore, hard hitting stuff that you see in this. Uh, the one thing that I absolutely love about this trailer, and I, I wish I was uh, more. Uh, 
video editing inclined to be able to make something like this, but they took one of my favorite songs from uh, Metallica, the uh, one, and was able to take it and put it to the beat of this trailer, but also like all of the beautiful drum solos that are in that song, uh, they were able to match that up with the bullets, which uh, was fucking yeah. amazing. So. Uh, kudos to whoever the video editors, you know. That was that was Ray Stevens, by the way. Ray that Stevens, was Ray, that Thank was you. Punisher and Warzone. Um, the funny thing is, like, that's a quick little thing I want to throw in there and plug. Shout out to all the video editors out there, because like at my regular day job, because uh, this is a podcast we don't get paid for. Uh, my regular day job, uh, we actually, we we I, I'm starting to do a lot of video editing now, and I realize how amazing that that whole thing is. And shout out to all of these guys. Who make these trailers? Who, who make me go and spend my money at the cinemas every exactly. every week or whenever for all they these big productions that come of, out? Like, love or this should be a separate section in the goddamn Oscars uh, specifically for trailer people. Now I may be ignorant to this, and maybe there is something like that. Maybe but I've never maybe heard we that. can start that. Hell, like, I <laughs> we'll don't give know. our own shout out awards to the yeah, awesome editors. We gotta start editors. looking up where the video editors are and see you know if there's. Uh, you know, different you, people. You, you don't actually have that much faith in uh, Justice League, and I thought the trailer was actually pretty awesome, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, to, to take me from... I, I'm not going to lie and say that this trailer wasn't better. What we're talking about here is the final Justice League trailer that uh, dropped. So uh, what, what I'm noticing here is that they're releasing slowly but surely, you know, more of the actual storyline and more of the little beats, more Flash being funny. I, I, I just guess, want whatever. the movie to be good. I really want this movie to be good, and I've said this before. I want this movie to be good. I hate that I'm a comic fan and that I'm sitting here, like, you know, sort of bad-mouthing a Justice League movie that's coming out. But personally, it just doesn't really look that great, and I'm hoping that they completely. I don't mind being wrong in in any in any case, especially this goddamn movie. How about so. the fact that Marvel it annoys you sometimes because they don't own the rights to everything, so everything is kind of scrambled up a little bit. Like they can't say certain words or use certain titles, but DC literally has no restrictions and can't seem to get things right. Fucking pathetic. They they got Wonder Woman. Yeah, Wonder Woman is probably the is it the most decent movie they made? I, I'm not I, say I, although that. I I was actually a, a fan of the Man of Steel. It it had a lot of flaws, of course. Like how the fuck did Lois Lane show up in uh, what was that? Uh, the destroyed the, Metropolis. The, yeah, the and destroyed Me- Metropolis at the end where Superman's fighting General Zod, and she goes from like the street to literally downtown where they, where they are and i'm like they were they flew there how the fuck did she get there like, oh, they, yeah they like, crashed crashed there and all of a sudden she was there to console him in his moment of rage when he snapped general zod's neck like a rotisserie chicken which, which um, he had no choice but <laughs> uh yeah that's still up for debate i don't think that's uh something that uh, this that'll be a, a pretty long debate. Yeah, and any of you guys out there that you know have any feelings on this, please don't hesitate to you know send us a direct message. Uh, we honor any message that comes through us through any social media channel or email or hell. Like you contact me, you see me in person, I'll, I'll give you uh, a Google Voice number if anybody still has that. <laughs> I think um, people still have. People still have Google Voice numbers. It's like, if you, do you remember Google Voice numbers? It's like you get the, that I number. never had one, but I remember them. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I remember Google yeah, Voice. Yeah, they were, they were cool. When for the, you gave it to the people that, uh, 
not 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 the fans of course but you give it to certain people who you may not want to have talked to or talked to directly and it actually kind of made you cool because it was like hold on a second while i contact this person <laughs> i know we're totally getting on top but um what uh another, what tra- trailer? another trailer that it's been out for a while already but i'm just throwing it out there because i'm excited because it's coming up is stranger things season two I love that freaking trailer. It's got the Michael Jackson thriller theme going for it. It's Again, kudos awesome. to whoever puts these trailers together because now I absolutely love with, with Stranger Things the fact that um, it seems like they are uh, giving you everything that you want when you actually watch this. Like when you watch a trailer and then you go see the movie and it winds up being even better than the trailer put together, that's rare br- breed. That, but. that is called the 80s and the 90s, my friend. <laughs> that is what that's called. Yeah, I may be showing my age by saying that, but that, when they, in the 80s and the 90s especially, when you saw a trailer, you were excited. When you saw the movie, you were even more excited. You, It was... Uh. Well, that was. I think that was in the day and age where they didn't necessarily have to give away... Forty percent or more of the movie in 40%. order for now. Nowadays, they give away <laughs> like eighty-five percent of the movie in the freaking trailer. Well, you're absolutely right there. I I think it's um, you know, there are some video editors that feel, or you know, maybe it's the studios. I don't know. I'm not on that particular side of it, but um, my guess would be that they're getting pressure to try to put all of these like big beats from the movie in the trailer, like. To sort of test them and see if this will make people laugh or if this worked out the way it did. Um, but something else that's very interesting that I don't like about video editing for trailers is a couple of movies I've been seeing recently, especially this year, uh, or I'll say maybe in the last two years, is you go see movies and there's scenes that got you excited to shit in a trailer that don't appear in the movie. What the hell is that about? And then some of them you don't even see on like the... Uh, deleted scenes or extra scenes or anything like let me not forget one of my favorite movies of this year which was homecoming that didn't have that scene where spider-man and iron man are like swinging down the street together or flying down the street nah, that, that, that shit was, wasn't in the movie that was just to sell you the tickets that was just to sell you the tickets uh, hell you got my money multiple although times, anything Marvel. that robert Downey jr is in i'm probably gonna watch anyway so yeah it doesn't yeah, really matter He's, uh, he's resurged and has done an amazing job at uh, gaining his career back as a you know great actor and not just in you know not to you know suck on RDJ's cock but to like take a moment just to say hey um, this guy has done a lot of good movies in the last couple of years like even like solo projects that he's done that have nothing to do with the Marvel Universe like the Sherlock Holmes movies some people made the baby on that but I actually like both of those um, I forgot what was that other one didn't he do one with Jamie Foxx or something or uh, or some like piano movie I can't oh yeah yeah you're talking about the the solo was it the yeah, soloist I think it was I think it was called the, the soloist. soloist yeah like that that movie was actually good as well um, but yeah, I, I think he does a great job, and most of the other guys too. Like all of them have their own separate projects um, that they do actually, that are I really good. I never actually uh, saw that movie, but that was yeah, decent. yeah, it was the soloist. It was decent. Um, and, and another trailer that I didn't actually see, but uh, I'm pretty sure it's amazing. So the Walking Dead, uh, that, which is coming back on October 22nd with their hundredth, hundred hundredth or hundredth episode. Yes, a whole CN. Um, I, I mean, I, I didn't actually get a chance to finish. Now, I know it's on Netflix, so I'll finish it before uh, the 22nd. I literally um, didn't get past the episode where they killed Glenn and Abraham. Oh, I'm, Jesus. I'm, I, I'm still traumatized from that episode, so I got a lot to catch up with well, when it comes to the Well, I kind of feel like they, 
blew their load, not to sound weird, but they kind of blew their load in that one because it doesn't really, beyond that point, there's other things that happen, and I know there's Walking Dead fans out there that may not agree with me, but from they're what coming, I watched up into, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, well, I'll see you in the streets. No, I'm kidding. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I don't think it really held up. Uh, I didn't see the second half, so the second half might blow my mind. But up until, like, the first part one of season eight, eight or what season are they on? I'm losing track they're now. They're on season eight. Yeah, they're season yeah. No, no, they're going into season eight, going but that season was season eight. seven that Negan showed up. Um, first half of season seven, uh, that was that was fine. It kind of didn't really do much for me. It was kind of the same thing. It was a lot of cool dialogue by Negan. That was fucking awesome. But other than that, it just really didn't do much for me. And then now, you know, I didn't see the second part of uh, season seven, part two, uh, which they keep doing this to like just extended, which I guess I'm okay with. The actors get older, we get more time to watch other shows that we want to watch. Yeah. Um, like Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. <laughs> still have a I still haven't checked that still out. Still have a million years to until that comes back. Well, uh, it, that's I mean, gonna that's going to be coming to an end soon, so I'll get all the chance to sit back and binge it and join the conversation of Game of Thrones with you. can't believe um, you haven't watched that show at all. I'm so sorry. I feel I feel like I'm cheating as a nerd to not have <laughs> known anything about that. Like, conversations come up like that, and I immediately... And everyone's like... They give you the death stare. I, I'm, I feel like as nervous as like a pedophile at a daycare center or something. Like I'm just sitting there like, uh, just I, I'm sorry, guys. But, it, you know, it's it's funny that um, we talk about that and we're, in, we're talking about uh, trailers here. Um, one of the ones that I really enjoyed that this guy shared with me uh, a couple of nights ago was the Star Wars trailer. And I know... I haven't got my tickets yet, uh, but I heard that the freaking systems were like crashing because pe- so many people were buying their tickets. I'm pretty sure because they did last year when the first Star Wars Awakens came out. Yeah, Force Awakens. Um, what Liter- you thought? Literally, on this the fact that a movie that doesn't come out for like how many like Almost two two months. two months from now could be sold out already is real. <laughs> oh, oh, it is real. This is called Star Wars, baby. That's what they do. I'm, I'm not one of those people who's going to make, like, a million assumptions of what's going to happen. I thought the trailer was awesome. They already sold me on it. They had me at hello with the first trailer. I'm going to see it. I'm all in. The only the only thing I, I, I'm hoping I'm right about that I'll tell you here now before you see it is I believe, I'm telling you this, Ronnie Gorham, I believe that Supreme Leader Snoke is going to turn out to be Ray's father. That's the only, that's, that's my little... Assumption. Mm. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. We'll see. But that's the only one that I'm going. Everything else, I'm not sure. I, I doubt that Ray's really bad and I, and all that other stuff. I doubt that Kylo Ren's gonna turn good. The, the rest will just have to see. I just hope that he's not the one that winds up killing his freaking mom. Well, that's what the beat of this trailer was, which is like that, that's him what, see, in but a, that could yeah. also be really good editing. Of course, that also could be very good editing. I think. I, I understand you, your fan theory, and I won't necessarily dispute it. I think for me, it personally goes up there along the lines of, uh, what do you call it, um, the whole theory that the Joker was really uh, Robin that died in the Batman universe, and yeah. they had this whole like article, and it was, it was a lot of fan theory, which we all have, so we're all entitled to it. Um, my thoughts on this movie... I, I just think from a storytelling aspect, it just seems really cool because I think one thing that um, maybe people aren't, aren't noticing is that this time around, it's almost like 
um, LucasArts is getting a chance to redo um, Star Wars sort of the way they wanted to, which is you are getting a chance to see uh, the villain become the villain as opposed to the original three you actually watched Darth Vader just show up and yeah, be Darth a badass. Yeah, Darth Vader was the bad guy, and then they went and they did the episode one, one two, two, and three, where you yeah, got, following like the same. It's freaking, following that, but they're they're incorporating those together. So it's like if this is just another trilogy, then it's like a combination of the other six movies made into these. So that's my that's my little like observation of seeing this, and this is why I'm enjoying seeing you know his growth. I'm gro- enjoying seeing the other characters. Fucking one thing I don't want to happen is fucking Kylo Ren, like, literally killing the rest of the fucking Star Wars universe. He's already got, like, uh, one body already. He a quarter <laughs> body with Han Solo. Now he's going to catch a body with fucking uh, Princess his, Leia his and possibly even kill Luke how, Skywalker. I like, know, I don't, Luke Skywalker is cool. If he kills him, we'll be sad, but... It might be a little too dark if this guy kills his mom. Dude, like, all they need <laughs> is an explosion. That does it all. Just one shot, boom, you see the, the thing explode. Princess Leia go out at the hands of her son? Uh, I mean, Han Solo went like out to the hands of his son, kind of. Like that's too easy. Father and son, that made more sense. Mom, I feel like... So I feel like they, want her to die, then? I feel like they're going to take the same page that they did with... Uh, uh, Padme and uh, episodes where I believe that the the dark side, you know, Lord, even maybe even Lord Snoke, Snoke is gonna kill his mom, but blame the good guys. Like can, that might be that, that, that might be that, that might be that ultimate push that pushes him all the way evil. That could be that scene in the trailer, and again, it's, I hate to pick apart a trailer, and I know even the like movie studios hate that shit too, where. Uh, there's a part in the trailer where he has a helmet in his hand. He, like, punches a wall. We all know this guy has a fucking temper tantrum. The most hilarious temper tantrum was him, uh, the guy coming to tell him news, and then he just slices the goddamn machine up. But that makes totally, totally, uh, total sense because he's younger than, you know, he's... he He's still a young actually kind of yeah. reminds me to of Danny Rand and the Iron Fist. So look how every look how everything connects. And technically, if you want to be, really be lo- technical, Disney owns Star Wars and Marvel, and Marvel. so it still connects. But you, know I can see that. I know what you mean. I, I, there, there's nothing wrong with seeing the, the 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 lines that aren't really there and connecting the dots that really don't exist. But I understand. Um, but I, I think that that's not, not to dispute anything that you're saying. I think that the trailer was fine. The movie looks fantastic. You had me at hello, just like Ronnie. Um, we have some absolutely wonderful news. I know we started out um, with trailer stuff because this is stuff that we just like randomly talk about all the time, even not on the podcast. And but now we talk about New York Comic Con. So it, we came, we saw, we came some more. We saw <laughs> and we came again because it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I think that we And came then I changed there. my pants because I came so much. Jesus Christ. Listen, <laughs> did you wear a rubber? We don't need that kind of shit right um, I, I don't know. I, I think that I can't describe how wonderful New York Comic Con was. Um, some things weren't as organized, uh, but that's typical with these conventions. They're kind of like figuring out shit as they go along. And you know, One, one bone I have to pick with Comic Con is leaving shit out like, oh, I don't know, leaving stuff out like you're going to have Jim Lee and Grant Morrison here. 
Oh, they're just they're just really small names in the industry, you know. I'm like, and the fact that I had to run from one side of the building to the other, which didn't wasn't a quick walk. Took me like a good ten minutes or so to figure out what the hell the DC booth was, so I could get myself a bracelet. Because these guys love bracelets at conventions in order to you know to get your stuff signed by these guys. Well, one cool thing I did notice uh, at this convention is that they did actually. They did actually go ahead. Sorry, there my uh, mic cut out. <laughs> I, I wound up hitting the off switch, so sorry about that. There's a, a delay there. But um, there is a moment at uh, New York Comic Con that I really liked, which was uh, a lot of the booths actually had, like, little devices, like iPads and phones, and they were, like, scanning your badge to sign you up for a contest. Uh, basically, it's the equivalence of a digital email list, like, hey, sign this list and get this free T-shirt. Um, I did like that concept. I wish they would have incorporated that more into the actual badge situation because it's like, hey, you started this lottery thing. Is that, I don't know, with Funko, is that how they did that? Well, or how did they my know opinion you on the, the whole lottery, lottery my opinion on the whole lottery things is I, I saw a lot of people who helplessly were like, help, help, help me, to, like begging us to buy stuff. And that was just terrible. So I think that if they're going to incorporate lotteries, Maybe they should do more lotteries. I know there's a lot of stuff going on at the conventions, but I don't know. Somehow work it in where maybe you can, like, if you do, if they did three or four lotteries, maybe you're going to have to make it five or six so you can make it fair that everyone gets merchandise. Because that kind of broke Sorry, my Ronnie, heart. Sorry, this is not a fair world. <laughs> that kind of broke my heart. Just like, literally, I think like a little 12-year-old kid was begging me to like get him a particular Funko toy, and I'm like, it sucked because they they actually make yeah, fuck kinda, off little Tyrone. They actually kind of <laughs> make you the bad guy because you're only allowed to buy one of each Funko. So literally, if somebody walks up to you and is like, "Can you get my me the GI Joe with the Kung Fu grip?" If you if you want <laughs> the same one, you basically gotta tell this person, "Sorry, but I'm getting that for myself." You know, like I got a Dragon Zord for a guy and. When I when I handed it to him afterwards, he looked like he wanted to cry for for me getting it for him. Well, yeah, I, that that I understand, and and it was a terrible thing. At one point, we were the guys on thing on Thursday standing on the outside of the line, like, please, I have a child. <laughs> please, if you could just if you let could me just, I, 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 you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hand job if you get <laughs> me, if you get me a Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> oh, logo. it was that bad. There were people <laughs> out there, like like those are pretty girls uh, standing over there, like. Hey guys, anybody want to fuck off, lady? <laughs> yeah. Like, they fuck didn't off, lady! Shit. I need this Destro. It could have been Be- it could have been Beyonce standing on the other side. It could have been any any uh, hot female uh, standing there, and they would have got shit. Um, I thought that was interesting. I'm again, as you guys may already know, I'm not huge into the pop. I have a few at home. Uh, Ronnie has a few hundred. Um, uh, yeah, may, may, maybe that that might be accurate. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, again, to Easter own, I'm not gonna knock that. I'm a comic book nerd. Fuck. Here's here's a little fun fact about me. Uh, anybody who knows me outside of this podcast uh, or you ever see me, I'm actually a collector of costume hoodies. I actually love costume hoodies. Yeah, I'm, this guy has a Iron Man hoodie and a Wolverine hoodie you and damn whatever skippy. other X Men character you can name. I'm pretty sure he has it. 
You know what it is? Is that they make a fucking Kitty Pride hoodie? Probably go out and buy that shit too. Like I have a Miss Marvel hoodie. I have a bunch of different hoodies that are just like I'm not gonna tell you the full on secret. You have to meet me in person, and I'll let you know how deep dive I go into that. But it's it's a pretty big deal. Um, But yeah, one of the big news things that come out of Comic Con is that for the first time we went to New York Comic Con and we did something unorthodox. Uh, which is going to be beneficial to you guys. Uh, we actually were able to go into Artist Alley, which uh, was kind of interesting. A lot of the major, like, big celebrities and comic legends all were in a nice little organized place. Um, some of them were at the table. It, some it was of them were a, at booths. might have been a, a tad bit congested. I think they need yeah. to re-strategize where they put that next year. Maybe it's a little hot in there, but it, it, it worked out. But maybe they wanted something with a little more space. I would agree. I think there is, there was, at some point, you just literally, you literally were elbow to elbow with people. So there were like little pockets. Um, I told, I told my wife Danielle, it was pretty much like swimming. So basically, you're swimming for some time and you're holding your breath, and then there were little pockets where you could come up for air, and then you go right back in. Um, that's pretty much what Artist Alley was described as. But one of the great things that we got from there. Uh, we came up with the awesome idea of let's see if we can get some celebrity interviews from some of these com- comic book legends. Now we're going into this totally like these guys are not going to fucking stop and like talk to us. They got to like, sell books. Hey, Jim Lee, what are you going to do an interview for us? Fuck off. Yeah, like we didn't know what that was going to happen. That didn't actually happen, but I'm just. No, it didn't. Uh, Jim Lee's a saint, uh, but he, you know, wasn't one of the people we got an interview with. Uh, but there were some other comic book legends. Uh, one of my favorite, I'll say first, was Mr. Arthur Adams. I'll tell you a little story about little author, Mr. Arthur Adams. Not little well, he, at all. Well, he's not a little guy at all. He's not little at all. He's a grown ass man. He's <laughs> old. He's an older guy, but he's a hilarious guy. If you've got a chance to meet him, uh, he's done. He's drawn pretty much like the entire Marvel universe. Uh, from you know, my favorite uh, team is uh, X Men, and he did a great poster of them back in the '80s that I actually had. It was one of the first gifts that I ever got as a, a kid, and that's one of the things that really got me into comics earlier on. Uh, which I told him the same sappy story, and uh, I don't think and, I. And he's heard that story like eight thousand times, sure he- from <laughs> eight thousand <laughs> million best. times from other kids <laughs> telling him the same, uh, or adults telling him the same thing. So I actually, crazy enough, went, uh, me and Dale took a trip, a little vacation up to Boston to go to Boston Comic Con to meet this guy for the first time, because he was supposed to come earlier this year to a convention as he caucus, but he canceled due to health reasons, because I guess these guys are human, go figure. Uh, so I went to Boston. I was so excited. I stood there, and Danielle's like, walk over to him. Um, and I'm like, okay. And I like slowly approached him, and he and just you like, walked over to him to like, hi, Kevin. I was named not Kevin, Arthur. but you get it. That's a SpongeBob <laughs> reference for those SpongeBob fans out there. No, I walked over to him. I was like, "Hey, man, like, you know, you're I'm a big fan. I pretty much poured my heart out." He was really receptive. He like he did. He looked back at me. He cocked his head back and looked like, "Well, let me see what you got, kid." And I showed him the poster, which I like held in a nice little tube. Me and Danielle took like an hour searching around looking for poster tubes to like keep this thing protected. I kept it on me the whole time during like uh, our travels there and our travels back. Um, so it was a really big deal. That was like my priceless heirloom there. Like I would have lost a limb and then saved that thing if it came down to it. Uh, had a real saw moment. Like you got to saw your leg off uh, in order to save the comic. Like, well, fucking get me a saw. I'm going to make it happen. But yeah, 
Um, I finally like got a chance to talk to him. I showed it to him. He was like, God damn, boy, that, that looks like a 30-year-old poster. I was like, thank you. This uh, poster has been in every home I've ever lived in, and you know, I want you to sign it. He's like, yeah, I'll sign it anywhere you want. Uh, you want to get a book or something? I'm like, yeah. So like, I wound up getting you know a whole new book from him signed, as well as an old uh, priceless heirloom that I'm going to pretty much keep forever and never sell. Um, if you guys want to look online and try to find this thing, it's almost next to impossible because they stopped printing it like maybe a year or two after it was made. So I don't know how many are left in the world, but this is my like prized possession signed by Arthur Adams. But That's pretty dope. Where do you stay at again? Fuck you. You're not going <laughs> to find it. <laughs> but uh, no. I keep it safe and sound. No one's going to find it. Um, but yeah, um, he was one of the guys that I got a chance to talk to directly. We of course. also met the shirtless bear fighter folks. Oh my god, they were awesome. Um, uh, what's that? Jody Le- Leheep. Yeah, uh, and, Sebastian uh, Gurner and Neil Vendrell, which was very uh, slightly weird because I didn't know that he didn't speak that much English. Yeah. He's actually from Spain, I believe. He's from Spain, yeah. So he's. Uh, he, it was funny when I first Which came Which is very to close table. to our brother, Lisandro Di Pasquale. Yeah, shout, shout out, out to Lisandro's. Woo! We're here, boy. We're going we're gonna to bring you here. Don't you worry. Um, so, yeah, we got a chance to talk to those guys. Uh, got a chance to talk to uh, Trad Moore and um, what's his name? Justin Jordan. Ah, uh, Justin Jordan. Yeah, Justin yeah. Jordan. Uh, awesome guys, Oh, and man. Felipe, I might be saying his last name wrong. Sobreno, I'm going to say. I literally, uh, this is a funny story I have to tell. So uh, I, I met Justin Jordan last year at New York Comic Con. So I got him to sign a bunch of Luther Strode uh, books that I have. If you never read the t- the talent uh, the talented uh, Luther Strode, it's a freaking awesome book. But um, I, I got to to go and get him to autograph some other books I had, and then Trad Moore was there with him. So I was like, oh, my God, they had copies of Luther Strode, you know, the first book, issue number one. So I'm like, oh, my God, I got both of these guys here. I'll get them to autograph it. So there's another guy sitting in the middle of the table, and I'm like, oh, sir, would you do me the honor of selling me one of those books so Justin Jordan and Trad Moore can sign it? And then he's <laughs> like, sure, no problem. It's $10. Okay, so I go to buy the book, and I'm like, okay, now I got two of the three guys that made this book. All I got to do now is meet Felipe uh, Sobrano. And he goes, um, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. And I, so I got to meet all of them. I got pictures with them. It was freaking awesome. They were amazing. Really fun guys. Um, similar experience to that. Felipe wasn't at the table when I went to the table. Um, when I went to the table to get my uh, stuff signed by him, uh, I got him to uh, try more to sign my... Um, I got him to sign my Venom, uh, the current uh, run of Venom. He did an amazing job there. Um, Funny thing, he actually shared a little fun fact uh, story uh, with me, which I'll share with you here. Um, He actually gave me an origin story to the mask of uh, the the, uh, Luthen Strode story, uh, which is an amazing comic. If you've never read it, please go out and get that, like, ASAP. there's so what are there like two or three volumes there's of it? There's three volumes, but you want to start with the the strange talent of Luther Strode. Yeah, strange talent, and then they actually current they were selling at the table. They had the hard. Oh, and his name is Felipe Sobrero. 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 I didn't get a chance to meet him, but 
Uh, the origin story of this character is so funny because uh, Trad Moore uh, went to art school and like just like myself, going to art school, you pretty much you don't just learn one you know particular form of art. Uh, Ronnie is looking around. I what just swatted a mosquito. It was a mosquito. <laughs> it like flew over here. I don't know what that happened. Um, a, a, fl uh, a mosquito flew into the studio, guys. Uh, I did not harm it. I simply just pushed it away. No mosquito was harmed while filming this podcast. <laughs> Um, oh God, what the hell was that? Oh no, um, Trad Moore. So he went to art school just like me, and, and anybody you know who has gone to art school, you know, you don't just simply learn one thing. You learn fine art, you learn digital, you may take printmaking, you may make do sculpture, you may do all that stuff, just so that you're a well-rounded artist when you uh, get out of school, and then basically you just go out into the world and starve to death and die. But uh, no, I'm kidding. You go out and you make a good living. Um, so. Basically, he was telling me how there was this failed mask that he made in his uh, sculpture class, which he was a comic book fan then, and he tried to make a Doctor Doom mask. So when you see the character Luther Strode, uh, and you see the mask that he actually wears, uh, that was something that he introduced based on his failed attempt to make a uh, Doctor Doom mask, which is kind of funny because when now, after hearing that story... I can't, I can't unsee that. Now I see him walking around in this like all white, straggly, beat up old uh, thing. And I, you know, I would love to chat more if he gets a chance to hear this, or if we get to meet him again, maybe one day show that mask at a convention because it would be really cool. Um, but another, again, we, the reason we wanted to announce a lot of the interviews is. Um, there were at least about 10 different interviews that we had with amazing artists, including uh, one of my favorite artists uh, who was literally like doing amazing, unbelievable sketches right there at the table for people for free. Uh, Mr. Brian Steelfreeze, uh, if anybody doesn't know him, he did, <laughs> he's done the current run of uh, Black Panther in the series. Uh, his artwork is by far just straight up amazing. You just Google Brian Stillfreeze, you'll pull up a uh, bunch Black of stuff. Black Panther? Oh, I love him. I got all his albums. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? That's not a rapper. That's a, a comic book artist. You know, I know. I'm just, I mean, just not an artist, a character. I'm just Jesus. kidding. I know. Uh, <laughs> son of a bitch. Um... Yeah, he, he fucking made me lose my train of thought. <laughs> uh, he did some amazing sketches there. He did some commission sketches. Uh, I got a little quick interview with him. Uh, he was very open. Very. Uh, we talked about his process for coming up as a character, talking about favorite characters he uh, loved meeting. Uh, as I'm talking right now, Ronnie is showing me a picture that he got with Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder. And, and Jock. And Jock. Uh, who I'm not 100% familiar with all of Jock's stuff, but he did a book with uh, Greg Capullo and Mark Miller called Reborn. Oh, okay. Then, I knew Reborn. And then, okay. uh, well, I think he did some of the cover work. but uh, And then uh, he also worked on, uh, what is this thing called? Uh, the The Losers. The comic book, oh, The Losers, wait, did you with, get, did you go with back Andy and get Diggle. that number one that you were talking about to get it signed no, by him? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, forgot, uh, I actually forgot about it. I have to get him another time. Oh, for anybody, uh, again, we're, we're, we're two Jersey boys. Anybody who is a huge comic fan and wants to fill in some holes in their collection, uh, this is a free promotion for the going out of business wild bad pigs. Cho bad choice of words. What? Want to fill some holes. Fill oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> holes in your comic collection, you dirty bastard. What the fuck? Um, he wants yeah. to fill some holes. want to fill up some holes. Well, you've come to the right place. Um, no, it, 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 yeah, uh, Wild Pigs is actually going out of business, which is sad because I actually got introduced to that uh, comic uh, store uh, 
from my friend Hector. Uh, I used to work with him. I, at, I think uh, I learned about that place from you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to. I went there like one or two times. They had like a comic book club where you like read a comic and they came back and we all sit down and basically had this like philosophical conversation about comics. Um, I think that was the first time I read a book called, uh, by Image, which is actually a decent book. I think it's called uh, Deadly Strange. Or also, like give me another great idea, which is maybe we could actually interview the guys who ran that store. Oh, that would be a nice interview. Store, they said that store was open for a lot of a number, a large number of years. So, I, I be would cool be totally to open to that, guys. Uh, keep, keep, uh, keep. I will keep you posted on that. We're gonna try and get in contact with some local guys uh, at the Wild Pigs and see if they would be willing to do an interview with us, and we'll share all of it, the wonderful, you know, world of uh, running a comic book store. Some of us dream of that, like myself. Um, uh, some, some of, of us, us are actually doing actually, it, like yeah. some of my friends out there. Shout out to uh, Jeff, who runs the uh, Eastside Mags, and uh, Jin, who uh, has Satellite Comics. Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jesus, I forgot his name. Uh, there's a freak. I have, him, I have him on Instagram. You know who you are. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, uh, I you will, didn't come prepared, did I, you? <laughs> I didn't come prepared for this. God damn it. This is improv. Um I will, I, I will give you his name later. I, I apologize that I totally forgot his name. Um, but where what were kind we? of friend are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't you fucking make fun of me. I'm, I'm, I'm a good friend. I, I, I uh, bought him. What did I buy him? No, I didn't buy you him You don't even know what you bought him? Uh, you God, don't know no, his I, name? I never bought him anything. You don't he know his <laughs> name? You don't know what you bought him? Wow. Yeah. True friend right here. Listen, we're we are the best of friends. We um, occasionally talk on Instagram, so... You know, if your friend's online, that means your friend's in real life. That's automatic, right? Is that yeah, how it works? Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> uh, but uh, with that said, um, I think that was pretty much it from New York Comic Con. We had some great experiences meeting people, but coming up on some next episodes, you will actually get a chance to hear those exact interviews from people like Brian Stillfreeze. Uh, we had Bob Camp, one of the co-creators of uh, Ren and Stimpy. Uh, uh, his Bob, interview was Bob funny. Mc, Bob McCloud. Bob McCloud, one of the creators of uh, New Mutants. Um, Arthur Adams, the you know everybody that we said so far, and so many more that we're not remembering at this moment. Yeah, a couple, um, a couple other people. A couple of other people. So we're gonna split those up between different. Who are episodes. just as equally special too? Oh, of course, the they're all legends. We only interviewed the top brass because we want to bring good content to you guys because we love you guys. I mean, not in a, like, you know, sexual way, but more like in a friendly, hey, shake your hand, take a selfie with you way. Um, so, you know, we're going to keep this professional. <laughs> uh, some other news that I wanted to talk about were a couple of movies, movie news that I heard about uh, for a lovely horror movie franchise that, well, I guess you could call it franchise now that it's getting a sequel, but uh, The Strangers. If you've ever seen The First Strangers, they're finally making a sequel to The Strangers. Uh, officially called Strangers Pray at Night. I don't think it needed the Pray at Night part. It could have just been called Strangers 2, but uh, go figure. Uh, I guess maybe they, depending on when it comes out, they didn't want to get it confused with all the other Stranger things that are out there. Boom, boom, boom. Um, oh, yeah, that's true. But uh, <laughs> if you didn't see the first one in a nutshell, it's literally about the fucking three psychopaths who show up and torture uh, this couple in a house in the middle of the woods. And yes, I'm, I'm not a demented, crazy person. The movie was awesome. Yeah, the movie was pretty awesome. Um, so in some other uh, movie news, uh, we... I think we, they have, the Beetlejuice 2 sequel has been greenlit. 
So by they're who? moving forward with them finally. Uh, by who? I'm not sure. I will have that information <laughs> uh, at a later bitch. time. I just wanted to throw it out there that it, it's happening. Uh, I think they I think they finally found another writer to do that. Okay, well that's a big deal. Uh, we we everyone loves the original Beetlejuice. That's like the Michael Keaton uh, Holy Grail movie. So that's a pretty big deal. Um, some comic news. Let's talk about some comics that uh, like comics of the week. Uh, we'll do a top uh, three. So. Well, I just got my hands on a uh, Batman uh, Batman Metal number three. Did you read it? Not yet. <laughs> I just got it today, <laughs> literally right before we did this. Okay. Uh, so I got well, that. I got the uh, Superman action comics uh, number three. If you're reading the uh, Mister Oz storyline, I kind of like Effect part three. the Oz effect. I kind of like that right now. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, any other ones? Uh, not off the top of my hand. Those are like the two that I'm looking at right now. Well, one you brought up to me that I thought was freaking amazing, and uh, I wish I knew about this, and I'm glad I now know about it, which is uh, a series by with Scotty Young doing the art uh, here. Yeah, um, Scotty Young. I Hate Image, which is pretty much if you've ever read uh, Fairy... Um, was it Fairy Tale? Uh, I Hate Fairyland. I Hate Fairyland. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Fairy Tale is an anime. Sorry, guys. I Hate Fairyland uh, by Scotty Young. Uh, his main character, who is a pretty badass chick with uh, green hair and a pink dress, uh, she goes around and basically massacres. Uh, similar to your um, Deadpool kills the uh, the Marvel Universe, which is a current series that's going on right now, which is Deadpool uh, kills the Marvel Universe again, which I think is an amazing book. But this book follows along uh, that trail of uh, him, uh, this young girl meeting up with all of these different characters uh, that Ger- you know. Gertrude, by the way, that's the main character. Gertrude? Gertrude. Oh, Gertrude. She from, goes uh, on a killing spree across the image universe. It's fucking amazing. I mean, <laughs> I, th- I think that the artwork is always solid because it's got a young, but they take advantage and they actually uh, pay homage to so many different ones. Not to spoil anything for you, but you got Walking Dead, you got Black Science, you got Southern Bastards, you got Paper Girls. Um, you got Chew, you got Spawn, you name also, it. They're pretty you much in you, Another added tidbit if you pick up this particular issue is you get uh, actual script material. So he shows you like a full script of how he even came up with this and what he wrote. Yeah, I mean, that's those are always great. I love the little tidbits that they, they put in like that because for any of us that are not just simply fans but actually want to be a part of the industry, it's great when, you know, these guys give back and give these kind of things. They make great collectible things. But, hey, you never know. You know, somebody like Scotty Young himself could have saw something like this in somebody else's comic and, and decided to do it himself. Inspired someone else to become a writer or artist just like him, which, yeah. he, which he does both. So, you know, it's got to be a lot of work. Oh like, yeah, he's he, like, a he's he a uh, he's a writer and artist, so yeah, he's almost a triple threat in that case. It's like, also kind of cool because it gives you the freedom to do what the fuck you want, and no one can you don't have to compromise with anybody because yeah, it's doing, like fuck it, I can write and draw this thing myself. Like I can just make this comic, and then you can have other people to collaborate with you because it does take a village to make a lot of stuff. Huh, thinking um, of pops now, now it'd be cool if they made a, a pop oh. out of uh, Gertrude from uh, I Hate Fairyland. Just throwing that out there, Scotty Young. 
Come on, Funko Pop. I need one of of those with with my autograph on it for uh, with your autograph on it. (laughs) Uh, He was one of the guys that we I really wish we'd have got an interview with, but uh, fortunately his line was around the fucking corner. He had one of the biggest lines. His his lines at New York Comic Con were probably just as big as like Adam Kubert and Andy Kubert and and Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, all those guys. Well, yeah, I mean, that that I think that's pretty much it for uh, comic news. Um, I, let me see. Was there anything that I read this week that uh, really stuck out to me? Oh, uh, not even something that recently came out, but yesterday I got a chance to read an old Batman story. I recommend it to you, anybody out there. It's called Batman Noel. Um, it's ah, it's a Christmas tale. Batman goes shopping. It's not a he can't. Movie. He wants to pick up some new sweaters for Robin. And he's like, I forgot Robin's size. I don't know if Robin wears a small or a large. Or... No, all right, go well, ahead and tell, re- tell, re- tell the real story. Line. But Robin is in this story, but he's dead. Because <laughs> at this point, um, this is a story that kind of falls in line with Batman dealing with... Um, Finding you know, a suit to dress up his corpse before he buries him? No, he doesn't have to dress up his corpse. He, he's got money. I mean, he's pretty sure he oh, gave that, a beautiful wedding, uh, beautiful funeral, not a wedding. Um, but he pretty much decided that he was going to... Uh, wait, I'm trying to think. It's a, it's a story that's being told by like, like a... Th- uh, third person where somebody's talking about this guy and his uh, his dad who wasn't really a bad guy but you know he worked for bad people like the Joker or whatever and Batman like chases him down and through that uh, the Joker gets involved in there I'm not trying to spoil anything for you all I'm going to say is it's a very sounds good like you are trying to spoil it but no, 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 okay, I, I don't want to spoil continue. it for people so I'm being very general and vague but it's a, the Joker appears in it he has a lot of great lines a lot of great dialogue um, it's a great uh, sort of coming-of-age story as well. Um, so anybody who's ever read that series, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but if, if you have not, please, you know, go to your local comic book store. Uh, please support them. Or you can go on Amazon like I did and uh, get the book. It's uh, Batman Noel. Um, it's, uh, it's a pretty amazing story. So um, that's uh, only, like, new book that I read uh, this week. I still have to Shame make my... on you. God damn it! Listen, Shame on you. we got a lot of stuff going you on. You call yourself a comic. <laughs> I will. I will make my my daily uh, crack um, stop by my drug man, aka the comic book store. And there uh, are get there my are fix. some more titles I want to pick up. I can't think of them off the top of my head. Those are just two I I, I grab because I know those books tend to sell out. So I grabbed those before I uh, came out today. Oh, of course. Um, so I think in terms of uh, let's see, I think we covered pretty much everything. We went through like movies, we went through trailers, uh, we went through what we did at New York Comic Con, and some amazing interviews that are coming up just for you guys soon. Uh, so I think at this point we're going to take it on home because uh, yo, we're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up, man. Um, we're gonna take it on home, guys. Uh, this is Ronnie and Markel. Uh, <laughs> we both just uh, see what we did there. See, see what we did, we did there. there. You like that? Huh? You, I was one to make sure you were still paying attention actually this is markel and, and i'm ronnie. ronnie and this is us making a podcast this is episode six thanks again for tuning in uh we will see you next time same Cue.
Ron Channel, same mark time? I don't know. I'm I, trying I to make a corny pun. but He's trying to come up with work. something. It's not working. It didn't work out. Um, our actual social media handles, I totally forgot that. Um, I'm Markel D. Wilson. Every single place you find me on social media, usually there's a picture of me uh, or some funny picture of me, like in a blonde wig. Um, you'll By find me. By the time somewhere. we do the next podcast, we'll have some official stuff for you guys to go on. Oh, absolutely. Well, we, we have our own uh, things, which are totally official. It's our own personal things. Um, we are working on putting together all the other channels uh, for this specific podcast. But please don't feel uh, bad about reaching out to us directly. It's only us two. Unless you're um, creepy. And of then, course, then, you, then, you, team, can, of course. then you could uh, if you're creepy, then you can stay away. Stay far, far away. I actually enjoy the creep factor, so you guys can, you know, bring it on. I, I, I just want to see how oh, creepy can hey you get. Hey, Markel, how are you? I love your <laughs> podcast. It's really good. And I'll be like, hey, brother, come on over here. What's going on? What you got there? Hey, put that knife down. You get the hell away from me. <laughs> and then I'll be like, hey, guys, welcome uh, to the Ronnie podcast show. <laughs> oh, my God. No, Ronnie. Oh, God, no.